This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This song, of course, is about Jeff Bezos. <laughs> who uh, traveled to space earlier today. It was so quick. But I'll tell you, like, it's almost unfortunate because most people that get to go to space go through like the scariest moment, which is takeoff. Yeah. And then they get like some time to enjoy space. It seemed to me like this crew of people that were on the Blue Origin, this first, like, human flight of the Blue Origin rocket, it seems to me like they were, it was the scariest moment, they had a quick little moment in space, and then it was the scariest, uh, second scariest moment, which is re-entry, or coming back down. I think one of the cool things about space is, like, going up there and, like, being gone for a long time and missing people back on planet Earth. Like when you go on vacation and then you come back and you're like, wow, that building's really going up quick. They added like three more floors <laughs> yeah, while we were Yeah, like you're not gone long enough to appreciate pl- the planet, you know? And you're not even up there long enough, I don't think, to take in the view. Also, I don't think that they went even high enough for it to be a real proper re-entry. Like they just kind of floated down in that capsule. Mm-hmm. They got a bit of speed, but I, I feel like the max speed coming down was like two or three hundred miles an hour. I don't think they they went through that phase where everything glows red and you know shit's burning up, and yeah. you're hoping that the craft stays together and re-entry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. high do you, you Bundy? Do you have any idea how high you'd have to go for that? Like, way uh, beyond where they went, I would think. Yeah, you'd probably need to be out in the further exosphere. Um, yeah. And then kind of... They they went to what? The, they crossed the Carmen, Carmen line. Carmen line, which is around, uh, what, ni- 90 miles? I so? don't even know. But it, high enough where they were zero G, it's technically what most people consider to be space. Because, like, people were ripping on Richard Branson, who uh, didn't cross the Carmen line, saying Ooh. that it didn't quite count. <gasps> Which, you know, maybe there's something to be said about that. But he was floating around in his spaceship. Yeah, it was zero G, but yeah, that's what I think. As soon as you can float, that's space, right? And they said when they landed, Jeff Bezos' crew, they said that the zero Gs felt like you were swimming. Yeah, they said it was very easy to move around. Like it was almost um, intuitive. Like you didn't have to, yeah, you figure it out real quick. Which you'd have to because I I don't think they were unplugged from their chairs for more than maybe two Two minutes minutes max. Yeah, definitely like something I would not pay $28 million for. (laughs) I I better be getting a week's stay up there and it better be fucking luxurious, you know? Yeah, there was a guy who, um, the first guy who was a space tourist 
went up in a Russian rocket and yeah. went to the International Space Station for a week. I'm yes. pretty sure he didn't drop 28 million. Yeah, I would stay up there for a week just to experience it and take that in. So so the Kármán line is 100 kilometers out. The International Space Station is about 550 kilometers out. There's a huge gap there in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're kind of, he, he's kind of like going before the thermosphere and the thermosphere is where you're going to have that kind of hot re-entry. Okay, so mm. it's sort of like um, going, the difference between skiing down a little hill at a neighborhood park versus <laughs> skiing down Everest. Like yes. what they did is they went to the neighborhood park, put on their skis and just went down, didn't even have to turn basically. Mm. But you go to the space station, that's when you got to like go down Everest. Uh, the first space tourist, by the way, paid $20 million to fly with the Russians to the ISS and spent eight days um, and, and even 20 years later, he says it's the best experience of his life. Mm. So he was like a billionaire guy and he paid less than the dude who's going to like go up for two minutes. Yeah, that's a waste. I think he paid for that seat because he was going to get to sit next to Bezos. And that's not like the case with every single Blue Origin flight that you're going to be sitting next to Jeff Bezos. Going to get a couple of jabronis in there, you know? It's not going to matter as much. But I guess the cool thing with this is you could book out every seat on that capsule, right? So you could fill it out with, like, your friends or your family. Well, same with uh, Virgin Galactic. Like, they're going to sell rides up, and you'll have the zero-G experience. I I don't know which is more dangerous. I kind of suspect the Blue Origin rocket looked a little sketchier than uh, (laughs) the uh, Virgin Galactic, but... um, Either way, it seems like a lot of money for a very short period of time. Like, in, unless they figure out a way to stay up longer, mm-hmm. I can't see how that would be worth $250,000, unless you're a billionaire. Yeah. But, you know, like, I think the idea is that they want this to be accessible to, you know, everyday people. So if it's your lifelong dream, you know, maybe you could afford if you saved up long enough, just like people afford to buy Porsche 911s that cost, uh, you know, almost $200,000 when they're all decked out or, yeah. or a Ferrari. You know, you see a guy in a Ferrari, it doesn't mean he's a billionaire, but it just means he, you know, has a bunch of money and it's been a dream to have a fancy car like that. So I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't spend my money on that. I'd have to be up there for a week, like I said. Have to be a vacation full time. A day, I was, I a, was day re- a day maybe. I yeah. was reading that there's going to be like a movement now because there's also I don't know what company's doing this one, but it's almost like a hot air balloon that takes you up into space, and you can fit more people on the capsule. And now they're offering weddings in space, so you can go up there with a smaller group of people. And it looks a bit better, like there's a bar and you can walk around and have like a whole thing. And there's like apparently, you know, washrooms. And it's Don't you a- remember when that guy uh, parachuted from the balloon and he almost made it to space? Felix like- Baumgartner, you're talking about the Red Bull thing? The yeah, 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 yeah. What did he do? Like how high was he? <laughs> oh, he was pretty high up. He was crazy high up, yeah. Uh, it wasn't zero G, but he, he, and he was in a hot air balloon and then... He jumped off and parachuted, and he spiraled out of control for a while before he regained uh, his stability. 
Yeah. The- and actually, come to think of it, now that I, because th- I, I, I did watch the space flight with Bezos, mm-hmm. as soon as that capsule reached its peak, it immediately started falling down. Like it wasn't held up there and they didn't go like, okay, time to come down and press a button. And then, oh. you know, it literally went up and then it was like, oh, and then back down. Oh, so it's down. just like lobbing a ball into space. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then the, as soon as the ball reaches the max height, then it just immediately started falling. Okay, gotcha. Because you could see the speed it was traveling at and it literally went zero and then it was immediately falling. <sighs> Bunch of losers. So for, for comparison, <laughs> yeah, Felix, Felix Baumgartner went up 39 kilometers versus the hundred that Bezos just went up. But the difference was this guy free jumped. Like he base yeah, he jumped. Ju- he jumped off. Yeah. Jumped off. To, <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Unti- untied the balloons, whatever it was. Pulled the cord. Whoa. Yeah. Either way, it makes you wonder, like if I had enough money and I could just try and build my own rocket, I know it wouldn't work very well. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed just to shoot a rocket up? Like find a piece of land? And uh, and and enter. The, uh, are there rules about that? Is there like air traffic control? You probably Is there, have to let some. Do you have to have a permit. You probably got to let some uh, local pilots know that you're flying up there, right? Let the uh, what do they call it? The airspace, airspace people. Airspace people know that you're firing off a rocket. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea because I I, I wonder how is it a lot, how did these people like Virgin or or this guy do they have government grants because they're not a government sanctioned body like NASA right where I think SpaceX has some sort of affiliation with them with NASA. Well, you don't mean grants, you mean like approvals, approvals, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, to be allowed to do that because like how do you just like yeah how do you just go to like the new New Mexico desert and just fire up a fucking rocket without <laughs> you know the Air Force coming to get you? I don't know. It's yeah. I don't know what the rules are. Plus, like, you're up there in space. Now you're kind of representing all of humanity. Is there any sort of, like, guidebook that says, like, don't don't give aliens the finger or something like that if they're going by? Because you're going to piss them off and represent all of humanity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You're going to do something stupid up there that's going to embarrass us? And then they're like, oh, fuck, just blow that planet up. Bunch of losers. Yeah, look at these old guys with their cowboy hats they brought to space. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny that he had that cowboy hat ready to go as soon as he was stepping off. I wondered if he was being insecure about his baldness there. Uh, I wonder how our, um, what's his name there, uh, our Canadian most famous astronaut. uh, uh, Chris Hadfield, yeah. Yeah, Chris Hadfield. I wonder how he feels about these tourists. Yes. These passengers being referred to as astronauts. Like that 18-year-old kid, he's like the youngest astronaut in the history of space travel. It's like he literally his dad bought a ticket to <laughs> sit him in that capsule. Mm-hmm. All he had to do was hold on and now he's being referred to as an astronaut. Imagine you studied your whole life. Like, you look at what that guy did, what Chris Hadfield did. Yeah. Commander Hadfield. Like, that guy put in some serious... He learned to speak Russian <laughs> so he'd understand how to, you know, go up on a Russian rocket. Yeah, that's he amazing. Had to learn a new language. Yeah. This guy's dad had to pay, like, I don't know, Less than twenty eight million, but we don't know how much less. Not that much to go less. Up. Probably not much. He was like his dad was the second highest bidder for that seat on the uh, ship. Do you think he caught the space bug? You know, when you're like a kid and you do some sport or something, you're like, oh boy, he's caught the baseball bug. He wants to be doing baseball all the time. Is this kid going to be like a space? Dad, nut? can I have another trip, please, for my birthday? <laughs> can you put me up on the Virgin Galactic next time? 
Yeah. I'm sure it's not that big of a deal for his dad to pull that off. Well, you know, again, what are they selling? Tickets are like 250 grand or something yep. once they're up and running. Yep. So if he, if he paid millions and millions, uh, he could buy his kid uh, another ride, I'm sure. But I, I just, yeah. I was thinking when I watched it happen, though, that this would be cool if this is like the future that I'm leaving my daughter, that, you know, going into space isn't such a big deal anymore. And I think Chris Hadfield would stand behind that, too, that this final frontier is more explored and more discovered. And that's cool to think about. Well, the person who really wants to do something other than just a little space tourism is Elon Musk. Like that guy's he's got his uh, eye on Mars mm-hmm. and like doing some serious exploration. Why Mars? Well, like, just because people like it, Mars so I, much. Yeah, I think it's because it's like one of the only planets that could uh, you could survive on. Oh, really? Uh, well, I, and I mean, like, just in terms of the overall like temperature and stuff. I don't think you can breathe the air on the planet. It right? has an extremely thin atmosphere. There, there is essentially no atmosphere. Um, what's interesting, though, is as the sun continues its life cycle, uh, as it kind of dies and it begins to supernova the heat will expand so the solar radiation will go out further and earth will become inhabitable it will be way too hot here mm-hmm. and there will and that's be a- what next year they're saying that uh, is <laughs> that uh, august uh, 2022 <laughs> we got we got some time before this happens <laughs> yeah, yeah. but when that does happen uh mars will kind of become a, a habitable spot in terms oh. of temperature i don't know if that will create uh the the necessary patterns for life to start re-emerging or potential atmosphere to uh wow. blossom but if science kind of furthers you might be able to fabricate uh, an atmosphere for mars in, in a situation like that we're talking thousands and thousands right. of years from now but mm, but yeah, mars millions could, maybe right or yeah yes yes it's, it, mars could be potential it could be like the truman show you know your whole life is under a dome Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? And it's like a false atmosphere. Mm, Professor Bundes. What was that uh, Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie? Total Recall. Total Recall. Yeah. Yeah. Don't break the glass. It sucks. <laughs> if you do that. Yeah. But Elon Musk is the guy who's really doing it. He just hasn't been like interested in going up on a rocket himself because he could have done that yeah, years he's ago. He's not into the uh, penis fight or what would you call it? Uh, I don't know. Just like a some sort of the cockfight, 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 war. He's not into the cock off. I don't <laughs> he does. He's not interested in comparing s- penis sizes with yeah. these other men. You know who we have to get in on this action? <laughs> Oprah's got to build a rocket now. Oprah. She's a billionaire. Oh my god! And get Nate Burkus to style it. <laughs> so nice in there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. What a day. And uh, this podcast ain't over yet. The Daily Take Two is coming up next. Lots to get to in that, too. So don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, they just discovered that smoking weed is actually like an age-old tradition. And by age-old, I mean super old. It is 12,000 years old, they just discovered. Cannabis was cultivated in China at least 12,000 years ago. It is considered one of the earliest domesticated plants. It was cultivated for food, fiber, and medicine. And uh, it's believed that the original wild varieties of cannabis have since gone extinct. Who would have known what those would have been packed with? Probably would have taken a ton of it to get high, though. You hear people talk about weed in the 70s versus weed today. Like back in the day, mm-hmm. I, you know, you hear people say, oh, we could smoke whole joints on our, you know, our, ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you take one puff and boom, it's just been... Yes. You know, bred to be su- like super a ten, strong, a hundred times stronger than weed back then. I smoked a joint with like a old lady librarian, and she hadn't smoked a joint since the seventies. Oh no! And I saw her like, you know, Crush like crushing it. it like, oh no! I'm like, what is she doing? No. I realized that's what they used to do back in the seventies. You would take the last bit of it and you would hit it, hit it, hit it till it burnt your fingers. And then what happened after that? I know she what got, happened. I know what happened. She was, I don't know. She went and ate dinner and apparently her, she was face down in her dinner. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Wasn't ready for it. Someone had to warn Somebody her. Somebody had to warn her. Who was the person who I, gave it to her? And I didn't mean, say, well, I was well, there, well. but Why I didn't, didn't you stop I, her? I, I didn't know what she was doing. I'm like, what is she doing with that? Oh, Anyways, reckless. Note to Dangerment. self. You can't trust Mora? She's no, not going to give you the heads up. I, yeah. I would have said something. I would have been like, Whoa. It wasn't my joint. But yeah, note, note to anybody who hasn't smoked weed since the 70s, you don't need to crush it that hard. Yeah. You should have told her that before you passed her the joint. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. This day and age, you sip. You just take a little bit little and then you sip. sip back, wait 20 minutes, yes. see what happens. Little and then sip. maybe yes. you have another little sip. By the way, I have somebody on the phone who claims to have been around 12,000 years ago Yeah, for when uh, weed first was discovered. Oh. You want to tie and talk? Hello? Hello, sir. Are you there? <laughs> yeah, still going, apparently. Oh. 12,000 years later. <laughs> All right. Well, try to get them on the phone later. God, I wonder how many times we can play that. <laughs> Tucker Amora. So what do you think? Student pilot in a plane, engine craps out. He's alone up there doing some solo work, which they do for, you know, before you get your full license. Mm-hmm. He has to crash land this plane. What do you think in the cockpit recording? Does he swear at any point? In this conversation I mean, with I air traffic s- controllers. You got a student up there? I'm going to say- <laughs> He doesn't have his license yet and the plane just stopped. Yeah, I'm going to say that this, that uh, swear word is uh, warranted in this case. I'm going to say that he was probably really calm, hence why he landed the plane. 
Well, you don't know if he landed it I'm or not. I'm assuming that you're telling the story because he landed it. <laughs> well, I'm playing you back cockpit audio from the between the pilot and the air traffic controller. Okay, I'm still At go- least one of them is still alive to tell the story. I'm, uh, I, I'm going, no. I'm, I'm thinking he was calm. I'm thinking he was calm. Okay, this is how it started. Concord Tower, Cessna 117, Tango Sierra. I'm identing. I'm losing my engine. Okay, so now he's got some problems, all right? It's mm-hmm. just starting out like, so things aren't working exactly the way they're supposed to work. Who's <laughs> having engine trouble? Uh, Cessna 117, Tango Sierra. I have, uh, I'm sputtering in and out and losing power. I've pulled carb heat. Everything else is in the green. Looks like my oil pressure has dropped. All right, well, you can proceed direct to the runway uh, 117, Tango Sierra, clear to land, and um, I'm ready for you. Okay, uh... It's coming back, and I'm losing it, and I'm over a residential area. I don't have a lot of places here. I have pitched for uh, altitude. Okay, roger that. Okay, and then? I have lost full engine power. I have no engine. Now the engine is stopped. He's in the air. Oh, man. That's Get crazy. Find a place to land. He's over a residential area. Yeah, he says residential area. The guy doesn't even react back yeah. in the tower. I'd be like, what? Wow. <laughs> residential? He's a trained pro. The pilot is new at this, and you still think this guy's not going to swear, Bundes. Call sign Iceman. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? He's not going to swear. He's ice cold. He's, ice cold. Oh, ice cold. he's textbook. Okay. He's textbook. Gotcha. Just gotcha. like in uh, Top Gun. Iceman, is, he, seems... uh, he doesn't slip. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he does seem to be getting a little bit worked up. Oh, yeah. He's definitely way more nervous <laughs> than, like, Sully Sullenberger, who had to land a commercial airplane on the Hudson River. Right. You know, this guy's like, yeah, you can tell his heart rate's gone. I have no engine. Uh, Roger, no engine. Uh, we got guys coming to you. I got uh, Charlotte notified, and they're coming to you. 117 Tango here. Roger. I'm uh, looking for a field here. I'm going to try to drop in. Roger that. Call sign Iceman. Yeah, you think you're okay. <laughs> still, you're still, you're so, sticking with it, eh? No swearing. Okay. Iceman, man. So he yeah. says he's found a field. He's, he's looking he's... for a field. He's going to try and drop in. Okay. Which means he's just going to try and like land on a field and not like crash into anything, you know, wow. like houses, cars, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm uh, going to attempt a landing in a field right now. <laughs> oh 117 Tango here, Roger. I notified Charlotte. They got people sending uh, as soon as they can to you. Okay, so they're sending emergency crews over. To some they, field to that some they don't field. even know where well, he they, is They yet. know where he is because they can see him on the radar. They just don't know what's going to happen. And here he goes, landing, trying to. I have touchdown. He's on the ball. No yeah. problems. You, you, you say no swearing, eh? Holy There it is! <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> right at the end. Yeah, right at the end. <laughs> oh, my God. First time I've ever heard a, a pilot swearing in an emergency situation, although I guess we can't technically what? call him a pilot yet. Anyway, pretty scary stuff and yeah. pretty amazing. He was able to pull it off. Now, a lot of people talk a lot of game when it comes to the Mile High Club, but do you actually know anybody who's done it? I don't. Do you no guys one. know no anybody? One. No. No. Bundus? No, no, no. I think one of your bros you would think, would be no. bragging about it, but no. Yeah, no. So, 
So who are these people? Let me tell you, one in four of us have had sex on public transportation. So what kind of public transportation are we talking subway, here? Subway, number one. And right? what's the most common? Yeah, what's the most subway. common? You're going subway. Well, uh, if you're going to pick it, uh, one that you could do without anyone being around, I mean, subway, there's no one can see you when you're in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. They're long, so the driver's way up there. And, you could uh, be on the could subway like, when it's dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're on a part. You're on like the end of the line, and no one's left on it, and <laughs> it's late at night. And uh, yeah, you do your thing. I, I, I gotta go. Like, oh, with public transit. I was gonna say a cab or like a limo. Oh no, cab comes up here. Yeah, cab would be considered oh. public transportation. What are we talking in a cab? You talking like full, uh, full? Uh, I'm talking all four about bases. Or are we talking just like second or third base? Because I can see that bases. happening. All four bases. I don't know. You get one of those air. Limousines or something like that. I got some. Oh nice well, that now that's okay. Come on, now what? You might as well say party bus at this point. <laughs> party bus. Party bus. <laughs> of course. Lincoln okay. Town car. All right, here we go. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you going to break it down? Why don't you give me a little drum roll or a big one? The most common mode of public transportation where we've gotten it on is. The airplane! Oh! And, and yeah, that, I, will, I will tell you mm-hmm. that 11.6% of the population has done it on a commercial plane. Okay? That blows my mind because, like, there's really not a lot of room. Up there. It's not romantic up there, too. Unless I'm on a private jet, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I'm already squished. Look, in those seats. Look, let me tell you something. If you're having sex on a plane, romance is not part of the equation. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but you have sex in non-romantic ways in your life? Yes, yes. That's what that is. That's what that is. That's like what we call a quick fix or a little right. like... Quickie. Beat. Yeah, quickie. Quickie, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, so, and you're on a long-haul flight, and you know when the pl- everyone's asleep... Yeah, people got those eye masks on. Yeah. And even the staff are in their little areas, just like being quiet. Yes, you sneak in there. Oh, you do your thing. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you did. Your guess of subway came in at number two. Nine percent of us have gotten it on on a train or on a subway. Eight percent have messed around on a bus. Bus. Six percent on yeah. a ferry or a water taxi. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Ferries. <laughs> Little nooks and crannies to disappear into, yeah. <laughs> 5% have gotten it on in an Uber or in a cab. So there you go. Men, obviously way more likely to have done it than women. 27% of men have done this. 18% of women. Okay. okay. Well, who are the men doing it with? Men. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> I mean, men are more open. Men with more men, yes. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Women are going to be like, you know, am I going to have time to get what I need out of this experience? Or is this all about you? Hey, it's about everybody (laughs) in that moment. That's the truth. Tucker and Maura, we were off yesterday. So this is our first opportunity to really dive deep into the Bundus Night Out. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Bundes was hitting the town with the boys. Yeah. For the first time. There was discussion that you were going to wear white pants. Yeah. yeah. I put them on and I was looking at myself in the mirror before I walked out the door and I was like, damn, Chris, you look good. And then I was like, 
But maybe this is a little too much. A little too much, yeah. For, for a night out with the boys on a patio. And Dial was back, like, yeah. Learn to walk before you learn to run. Yeah, and then I was like, but you do everything, like, at 11. Right. So let's do it! White what pants. is love? Lady, don't hurt me. Okay. White pants. Did you grab a wad of cash so that you could flash the fat stacks when the bill came? Bunnis has been known to carry around up to $1,500 in cash on a night out just to have it in the wad. For, yeah, for, for the effects. Yeah. Uh, I did get a wad of cash. What is love? Lady, don't hurt me. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't go fifteen hundred. I, okay. I just pulled out five hundred. What is love? Lady, don't hurt. Did you okay. uh, did you spill anything on those white pants? No, like no. no stains or anything? That'd be my fear. White pants came out unscathed. Oh okay. wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you get there. Yeah. It started off a little a little quiet. Like we didn't go too hard right away. I think we were all a little like just um, kind of getting our bearings. Yeah, right? yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Totally. So we ordered um, like three rounds of shots <laughs> to loosen. What is that? Yeah. Okay. What were the shots? Were they juicy shots? Sex on the beach? I gave me uh, four B-52s. No. Two of the guys were shooting straight tequila and I was just shooting straight jack. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, uh, okay, so we, we got that, that like livened us up a little bit. We were a little more like, oh, okay, we're feeling good. And then we started laughing and joking, and we're getting a little more louder and obnoxious. Oh, dear. Yeah. But um, Brendan, who is like the opener guy, he's the guy that usually uh, can talk to anybody and start a conversation with anybody. Sure. He's yeah. been out of practice for, for a while. He's right? rusty. Yeah. So our server comes to the table. He's trying to do his Brandon thing of like getting a conversation started and trying mm. to like flirt with her or whatever. Oh, yeah. And um, he missed the mark because he's been out of practice, oh, right? No. <laughs> like, so he, so <laughs> he says, he says to, the, to the girl, he's like, um, Do you like wearing masks? <laughs> uh huh. And she and, said, What? And she's like, Well, yeah, you know, because like I got to do my part. I want else all the oh, like, nice. hey, you know, yeah. reasonable answer. Yeah. And then he's like, Yeah, well, we don't like wearing masks. And, and I'm just like, I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to go for the, I don't like masks because I can't see your yeah, pretty I face. I can't see how beautiful yeah, you are. Yeah. But he didn't word it right. right? And that's because of the lack of practice. So, you know, strike one. Right. Now you just sound like a D. Yeah. And I'm just like, Brendan, shut up. Who's yeah, complaining yeah, about yeah, wearing yeah. a mask? So I had to kind of like deflect. You had to take him out of the lineup. I had to take him out of the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like a pitcher who just like, uh, you know, it was like the Jays last night. Yeah. Plays the pitcher in the first inning. Yeah. Ouch. So after that one, we're like, you know what? I'm sorry about that. Order another round of shots and get one for yourself. Yeah. Right? Mm. What is love? Okay. <laughs> Bonus, trying to put the pieces back together. I like it. I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice move. Eventually, at the end of the night, we found that we kind of got our groove back. You know, we were making friends with a lot, a lot of people. You know? <laughs> but it started They're off rough. Ontario universities and colleges are being asked to prepare for a normal semester. So what does that mean? Are you going to be back in res partying with Sluter in the game? If I get Corona, I get Corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We're just having, having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. With the bars being closed, you know, we'll find alternatives. Unfortunately, it does suck. That's, That's Sluter from Miami Spring Break. <laughs> God. By the way, 
Sluter doesn't live in res these days. He's got like, he's in the, uh, he's in the uh, frat house. Oh, he's totally in the frat house. He's got, not only is he in the frat house, he's got the coolest bedroom in the frat house now. He's earned his stripes. Yes, yes. You're right. You're right. I should have known. And you know, you know why? Why? He's got the coolest bedroom because his older brother, who is also known as Sluter, had that room before (laughs) him. And it's like a long family partying history. That's right. You had to give him that room because that was, Sluter Senior's yes. room, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sluter OG. So. Sluter! <laughs> if I get corona, I get corona. That guy did not give a single F in that moment. No, he did not. So what does this mean when Ontario universities and colleges are being asked to prepare for a normal semester? I'll tell you what it means. I thought we, uh, I thought that we knew most of these people were going to be like, oh, you want to come? Just get fully vaccinated and it's business as usual. That's true. But what that does mean at this point, because everything is constantly evolving when we're talking about COVID, is it means in-person classes, no capacity limits, no physical distancing. Uh, They are going to have, obviously, a plan in place if little outbreaks happen. But for now, they're being told to prepare to head back to class. Frosh week! <laughs> we're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for We're just going to do what happens, when it happens. When stuff closes, we're going to do it when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best chip we can. We're just trying to make with what we have right now. That guy! I mean, he's better than Sluter. He is better than Sluter. <laughs> Sluter was like a little more wild. I think this guy was just hammered guy. This guy's making a lot of sense. It's exactly... Exactly the advice that we're being given. Like, make <laughs> do true. with what we have now. Yeah, Just, it's true. Yeah. His messaging's <laughs> almost as clear as the government's <laughs> messaging over the last year and a half. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for, we're just going to do what happens, when it happens. When stuff closes, we're going to do it when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best chip we can. We're yes. just trying to make with what we have right now. That's Might as well right. work for the Ford government right there with how clear they've been along the way yes so res is open back to life in general for university students masks will be worn i'll tell you that and schools will have the flexibility to offer like virtual learning so it's not like you're not going to see virtual learning but Uh. for some students that just can't happen like fine arts students have a strong need to be uh you know for that course material to be delivered in person gotta get that paper mache going you know (laughs) can't do that over zoom no it makes way more sense for them to be in person learning and then you got some of those big classes uh, you know everyone's just sleeping through anyways those will be virtual which is kind of great man i wonder how much better I would have done first year university if I could wear a mask and cover my face. Oh my (laughs) god, have that right over your face. Oh yeah. They wouldn't see that like little boy face that I had (laughs) where I looked like about seven years younger than everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's charming. Yeah. Right? It pays off in the long run. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 953.